Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Smart Chiropractors. Welcome to the Smart Chiropractor Show and our featured guest segment. My name is Dr. Jeff Langmaid. Here's my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. Today, we have an opportunity to sit down with somebody, if you know him, it is due to deep clinical expertise, Dr. Michael Rintala. Michael, thanks for taking some time and chatting with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. it. It is our pleasure. I'd love to trace things back. As people are familiar with you as an educator in the space, deep work within what I'll call sports chiropractic, as well as DNS, where did the fire for going so deep into clinical practice start for you? It probably started with my uh, own experience with um, sports injury. Uh, in college, I, I played tennis and I played competitive tennis as a, uh, a junior as well. And uh, there's a number of, of injuries that would sideline me. Um, and then the, the big one that kind of really pushed me in the direction and the way that I practice now was uh, I developed a spondylolisthesis, L4L5. And uh, this was in college. This was like, uh, I don't know, I forget how old I was in college, but, you know, probably like early 20s or maybe maybe a little younger. But, you know, here I am uh, basically incapacitated. It took him a while to figure out what was going on. I went through, you know, PT. I didn't even know about chiropractic at that time. Went through PT, went through ortho, wasn't getting anywhere. And then, you know, I, I discovered this thing called chiropractic, never even thought about it. Went to the chiropractor, the chiropractor I went to, uh, he, he combined rehabilitation with manipulation and it wasn't the end all be all, but it moved me in that direction that I wanted to be going. And at that point I was already looking at PT or athletic training and then having that experience uh, with that chiropractor way back in, in college uh, was the thing that sparked my interest. And, um, you know, I made improvements, but my main goal of going to chiropractic was really getting to the bottom of one, uh, addressing my own pain, uh, and then two, figuring out how it happened and making sure it wouldn't happen again. So my own experience with sport, sport injury, and uh, with chiropractic integrating both chiropractic and rehabilitation, which is kind of the way I practice now, that sent me in that, that direction. And then, you know, uh, during uh, chiropractic school, I uh, was introduced to the Prague School of Rehabilitation, um, which, you know, we, we can talk more about, you know, there, but that, when I, when I got introduced to Prague School of Rehabilitation, that's the thing that made the most sense to me. And I saw the potential of integration, uh, with my, uh, uh chiropractic training, uh, as a way to one, address my own issues, but two, help, uh, you know, the people that I wanted to work with, which was active population, uh, definitely had a passion for uh, sports and working with athletics. Right on, Michael. I'm uh, yeah. 
I've been, I've been reviewing your website over at rintalacairo.com for those that want to go check it out. Uh, and a couple of things I just want to, you know, I guess ask you about uh, is you've got a lot of photos of you teaching people about motion and movement. Uh, and then you have a whole program there really about teaching chiropractors, basically how to learn what you've learned over the years. I take that as you find teaching to be extremely valuable. <laughs> With that, with that said, I guess my question is, you know, one of our premises is in our book, The Payday Practice, is the mantra, teach and invite consistently, like uh, that the focus isn't to sell your services, it's to actually teach people about themselves, their bodies, how it works, because then they're going to want your services and your knowledge yeah. and your expertise. So, so yeah. my, my questions are, you know, how important, you know, for those listening who tend to be trying to market their practice to get new patients, which is a different philosophy than what I'm seeing you do. Can yeah. you speak to, you know, the value you put on teaching? How are you teaching consumers that really uh, gives them the desire to want to be your patient, not because you're the cheapest option or a good deal, right. but because they learn from you and you clearly know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Early on, and, and this goes back to some of the, the mentors that I, that I had, um, uh, there's a Dr. Tim Brown in Southern California. Um, uh, he was a, a mentor of mine during chiropractic school. I had opportunities to go out and assist him on the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, uh, uh, the Professional Surfing Tour, and uh, I saw his passion. I saw his passion for uh, achieving a certain depth of knowledge and not just knowledge in chiropractic, but um, when we would go out and assist him as students, there's a small group of us um, at these sporting events, you would have chiropractor, PT, massage therapist, ortho, and everybody, it would be like this huge, everybody working together, everybody sharing knowledge. And uh, what I, you know, what I, great experience, great learning experience. But what I also saw uh, was when you explain to these athletes, and then when I found later in practice, when I explained to my general population, kind of exactly what's going on, you know, and giving them a deep understanding of uh, what is causing their pain and how they can get out of their pain. Um, and, you know, not bullshitting, giving them the, you know, what is happening, going over the, you know, the anatomy and everything else uh, that it wasn't, a, you know, it was educating them on what was going on. And when you do that and that makes sense to what they're experiencing there mark you know the marketing the sales it wasn't necessary and um so you know i had that experience working with these athletes during chiropractic school when i got out i applied that same uh strategy of educating and then uh you know with that education, applying the, the tools that I had with my hands, uh, with the, the rehabilitation aspect of things that I was doing and the soft tissue aspect of things that I was doing, which is a, a big component. 
and one of the things I recommend for you know anybody, I always, I always, you know, students, I'll, I'll say, uh, have good manual skills, you know, adjusting skills, have a good soft tissue skill, whatever that may be, and address the central nervous system. So that was the approach that helped me personally. That's the approach that I saw helping these athletes who are, you know, uh, need a high level of not only performance, but injury prevention. And it's what I see uh, uh, helps my patients uh, achieve the goals that they want to achieve. That makes a lot of sense and very, very well said. I know there are a lot of our listeners and watchers Young docs and experienced docs that are interested in sports chiropractic, you've been doing it at a very, very high level. Something that's always interests me in sports chiropractic is that bridge between pain and performance. And that quite often we find that high level athletes come in to main, to a chiropractor to maintain a high level of performance. How have you seen that evolve in terms of being able to expand just from pain into performance? And how do you apply that daily in your practice? Um, so, uh, you know, initially, usually, usually someone will come to me because they're in pain and they want to get out of pain. Um, so, it, you know, you have to have tools to address that. Um, so I'll, I'll address that with, you know, various tools, manual, um, uh, again, you know, soft tissue, uh, modalities, whatever, whatever it, it takes. And then, uh, giving them, again, the understanding of why it happened, uh, what we're doing to address it. But then the big one is explaining, you know, after you explain why it happened, it's important to explain how to not let it happen again. And uh, if you explain that and you get them out of pain um, and then you take them through the steps uh, necessary to keep them out of pain, um, they, uh, and, you know, again, they understand it. It's not a sales thing. It's, uh, uh, explaining the clinical aspect of it, the, you know, the deep understanding of it, which, you know, you can do with the, the lay person. It's, you know, it's a, maybe don't, you don't use all the technical terms, but you explain what's, what's happening. Um, once they have that understanding, once they, they experience the results, um, you know, they, uh, it's not, you know, they'll, they'll come back. They, they want to, once they're out of pain, once they see how to stay out of pain, and then especially with an active population, once they see the potential for enhanced performance or not just enhanced performance, but uh, uh, creating durability and longevity with their movement, then um, it, it kind of sells itself, you know. You, you explain it, you provide the relief, you show the path to keep them doing what they want to do. And, you know, they're, they're coming back um, uh, for multiple reasons. I'm looking at uh, what you're doing online. You're using social media quite a bit. Can you share with others, uh, you know, what, how do you think about using it? I see on Instagram and on Facebook. How do you think about using it? And uh, for those wondering, you know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Am I going to get something out of, you know, my investment in doing it? You know, what, what would you say to them about what I'm assuming to be the fact that you've just got a consistent demand for your service? 
because you are really sharing the value of what you do through all these different you know, ways, one-on-one, through social. What do you say yeah. to other chiropractors who, who probably should be doing that too, but it, just don't know how to think about it and aren't really sure, you know, is it really worth it or not? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So my, my approach with, with social media was, uh, and I was, I was reluctant to, to get onto it initially, um, uh, but then you know, once I started teaching or, or educating and doing the courses, um, one, I, shot, I, I saw it as a, a great tool to connect with people and let them know about the coursework and you know, specific, specifically the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. But my approach uh, was to, again, try to educate. So a lot of what I put up is uh, you know, examples of myself or, or my wife doing specific active exercises um, or um, with the education aspect of things, the Prague School therapists come over and I, I uh, co-teach with them. So uh, highlighting them and highlighting them going through movements, giving uh, short explanations. So really trying to um, give a, a, a glimpse or an understanding of that approach of the, the concepts and principles of dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. Um, and, you know, there is, with, with social media, you have to create the posts and, and uh, um you know, put some time into um, doing that. But the more you do it, the easier it gets, the quicker you can get it done. Um, I definitely, I, I, I do need to put more time into it. I mean, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff now. I tend to try, try to keep it simple, mostly because I don't know how to do all that crazy stuff. Um, but keep it simple. You know, I, I keep it simple. I try to get uh, across those concepts and principles. And then with that, you know, usually I'm offering something, uh, a, a glimpse of the exercise, an explanation of the exercise. And then I list upcoming coursework. Um, and with that, you know, one, it's, it's like an education thing. It's a promotion. Um, and then, you know, for the specific coursework, but then people uh, see me, they, they can hear me talking or whatever I, you know, do in the post and they'll seek me out that way, seeing that I have an understanding. And, and with that, you know, it, it can be for uh, chiropractors, PTs, trainers, whoever who want knowledge about that coursework, but then also patients will, will contact me, you know, they'll, they'll see what I'm doing. Um, it'll intuitively make sense to them. Like, oh, I think this is something I need. And they'll, you know, contact me through the, the social media and eventually end up in the, the office here. So worth your while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I was reluctant again initially, but once I started doing it, I saw the response and it's, it's definitely worthwhile. It's a great example of teach and invite consistently, getting out there, bridging the gap of knowledge based upon education, and then highlighting an offer for those that want to take you up on it. Great job. You mentioned durability and longevity. I have a clinical question for you here. How do you see the DNS work that you do fitting into those buckets of durability and longevity throughout somebody's lifetime? 
So uh, with dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, uh, you're assessing and treating um, and, and showing ways to enhance the um, efficiency of your integrated stabilizing system and the integrated stabilizing system of the spine. So, you know, you can utilize uh, uh, mobilization, you know, diversified or whatever uh, technique you're going to use as far as adjustments or manipulation. Um, so you want to ad address joint function, you want to address uh, soft tissue function, but then the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization is addressing the central nervous system. And when you're addressing the central nervous system with dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, you're creating uh, synergy, coordination, and timing of the agonist-antagonist musculature throughout the kinetic chain, so throughout the movement chain. Um, so the, the manual methods will uh, address the dysfunction with the structural stuff, soft tissue, and, and joint. But then again, the third, I think the biggest one, probably the most important one is that central nervous system. So if we can then facilitate that, now you've enhanced movement efficiency. Um, you've enhanced uh, the transfer of force and load throughout the joints, throughout the, the kinematic chain. And when you do that, pain decreases um, and you avoid um, you know, re-injury. Um, and you can do the things that, that you want to do. So um, it's, it's really about, again, it, it, you can educate them. And once you take them through that, you start facilitating that uh, integrated stabilizing system. There, it it uh, enhances the recovery aspect of things uh, and decreases pain with acute injury. But then you have the... Uh, prevention side of it. And usually uh, visit wise, there's some soft tissue work, there's some mobilizing work, and then we're integrating the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. And more and more, as people learn about what I'm doing and, and the concepts and principles of dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, people are coming to me, not in pain, but for want, you know, enhancing performance or creating that durability and longevity aspect of, of movement quality. So, um, and that's, you know, again, that's with the education. I, I don't really, you know, I don't advertise. I don't, I don't market. I do the social media. I put the information out there and people are um, seeing it and seeking it out. To that point, uh, for those listeners that want to seek you out, uh, where can they find you, and uh, what what should they uh, where should they go to connect more with you? Um, probably the, the best place is the website, the rentalacairo.com. There's another website that I have, rentalamovementdesign.com, and that's where um, a lot of there's a lot of online opportunities on that one. Um, also, my, my wife, Maggie Rintala, is featured. She's a, a trainer. She specializes in the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, which, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to have somebody uh, with on the same page with the same knowledge base. And that's one of the reasons, too, as far as the, the education side of things. 
So probably those two would be the, um, the best way to, to reach out. That sounds great. We will be sure to drop those links below. I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Tim Brown. I wish I had a little air horn right here. Uh, great, great Cairo, the man that never ages as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, <laughs> um, Michael, we really appreciate you coming on. Docs listening and watching, we're going to drop those links down below. So if you would like to up your clinical skills, learn more about dynamic neuromuscular stabilization and or connect with Dr. Rentala, we'll drop those links down below. Michael, thanks for taking some time and chatting with us today. Great. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.